Walking the dog, maybe you're just sitting in your car in commute traffic. Whatever the case, we're gonna try to help by being in your ear holes for 90 plus minutes of gaming goodness because DLC is your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free. Thanks to our sponsors this week, Made in Cookware and Squarespace. Squarespace. They're bringing the show to you, DLC, of course, the show all about games in their many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. Also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Kanata. This spell with two N's and one T. And I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis. The guy who's sending out tweets, Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. That was a good one. That was maybe your best... uh... That was you. You were really feeling it today. Feeling it, feeling it. You know what? We put up the uh, we put up the 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 Christmas tree tonight. Here it is. What? We're re- recording on November fourteenth. No, I think this is our, a family record for the earliest the Christmas tree has gone up. No, we put up the Christmas really? tree tonight. Why? And I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the holiday spirit. We put on holiday music. I'm feeling the holiday spirit. It's early. It's pre Thanksgiving. Don't care. I'm telling you, dude, 4th of July is all that we live for. It goes Halloween <laughs> into 4th of July season. So until you put up the Stars and Stripes, yeah. GTFO, bro, you know? When's the earliest you would put up your holiday decorations? After Thanksgiving. Growing up, my uncle's birthday was December 5th. And so we'd always wait until after that because, um, like, to respect that space. Um but uh, definitely after Thanksgiving, my daughter and I both have November birthdays and, and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. When's your birthday? Right now. Your birthday's today? It well, Yes, sir. Well, as, you're, as we're recording it. What? Your birthday's today? I didn't know. You Happy do. Birthday. Thanks, man. Is it really today your birthday? It really is. Oh, my God. I feel dumb for not knowing that. Happy birthday, Christian. Thank you, friend. I appreciate it. it there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Well, I don't believe that for a second. There's somewhere else you'd rather be. I, but I appreciate you doing this on your birthday. I didn't know. Happy birthday, man. Thank you, man. This is, this is literally where I wanted to be. I would have told you if I didn't want to be here. Uh, this wow. Is, this is exactly where I want to be spending my time. Well, maybe that's what was juicing my, uh, my intro, is I uh, somehow deep down knew that it was your birthday. Take down that Christmas tree, good sir. Yeah. Put it up tomorrow. What okay? We have a great. I don't want to get this. This is like bonus content. We'll do later. Do you know when my birthday is? Just just a question. Do you know when my birthday is? Yeah, scroll back to it on our text chain on it, and you will see I texted you on it on your. I know, but but like offhand right now, do would you do you know when my birthday is? Like not that your phone announced it to you, but I have it in my calendar as an alert at nine. I just want to feel like an idiot that. You just knew that, and I didn't know. I feel bad well, that I didn't know it was your birthday today. Why would you ever know things off the top of your head, like your yeah. birthday is August 1st? I, you just don't you need looked. to know those things. <laughs> it's a video. I didn't look. <laughs> I vamped for time. Yeah. 
we watch the playback on twitch.tv slash Christian Spicer where I stream this show. Uh, we Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Christian. I hey. have never felt better to be 21. <laughs> it, you can finally vote. It's going to be great. Hey, we have uh, a great show for you, even despite all that sidetrack talk. Uh, we're going to talk video games, and it is, it's the holiday season. It's no, not, though. That's the thing. It's not yet. Have you seen my house? <laughs> My house begs to differ. <laughs> Moves out of California, immediately discovers winter. <laughs> yeah. No, no snow yet, but the tree's up. Ready for, we're ready. Staring out the window every day. Snow, 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 snow. Um, we have tons to talk about because uh, the games, they're, they're flying. They're flying. They're, they're driving off cliffs. They're flying. They're shooting at us. All kinds of crazy stuff with the games right now. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we have an awesome guest to talk about it with. You know, the DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian. But this week, I'm so excited because once again, DLC stands for deciding where you lean as you continue. Because from the Point in Progress podcast, we have Mario Rivera joining us once again. Hey, Mario. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me uh, be here, and uh, happy birthday, Christian. And my birthday is March 27th. Nobody forget that. Oh, yeah. Right. I was just, uh, I was going to ask you, when's your birthday? March 27th. Got March it. March 27th. In here. That's a good birthday. <laughs> be I like, that's a good time, because it's away from holidays. It's kind of right? its own thing. You get to celebrate something. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Good time to get a present as well. So. Good time to get a present. <laughs> Everybody send Mario a present. March 27th. <laughs> uh, all right. Well... Let's jump into the show and start the way we always do with Story of the Week. Story of the Week, it's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week, it's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happen in the world of games this week. You can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com. You can also send us comments or questions. You can send us reviews if you've played a game that you want to hear us talk about and maybe we have overlooked, send it to dlcfeedback at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. You can also join our community in one of two places or both places, the subreddit, which is 5x5dlc.reddit.com or the Discord, which is also 5x5dlc on the Discord. Join the community, hang out, talk games or whatever. Be there with cool people. But Mario, you are our guest. So you get first pick of stories, what would you consider to be your story of the week? Well, Jeff, I am quite a bit a fan of train wrecks. And so <laughs> let's talk about probably the biggest train wreck uh, that has come out this week. And that, is, of course, is the PC version of GTA, the, the definitive trilogy. Still a fun title to say out loud. Oh, As Mario, yes. Mario, not every hype train gets to the station, my friend. You no. Know, sometimes no. the hype train gets, goes off the rails. And it's going to wreck from time Has to time. Has there ever Some been? Some trains are, are trained Buzons. You know, there are just some zombies in there. You don't want to know. Has there ever been a surer thing than a re-release of the Grand Theft Auto trilogy? Surely no one could screw that up. Especially not a company like Rockstar. Right? No, no, no. Or a company adjacent to Rockstar that is named after Rockstar products. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out. But yeah. No. This has definitely yeah. been some So, <laughs> uh, the GTA trilogy, the definitive edition, was released uh, this week on a whole bunch of platforms, one of which was the PC. For a moment, 
And then of course it was, <laughs> it was yanked from sale. Um, I mean, <laughs> a little bigger than that too. And I, you always do a great job walking through the details, but just up front, like they're, they, the old versions were pulled from other digital storefronts. They yes. had their own launcher, which is now yeah. the exclusive home, the definitive vision. Not, and that's the thing. It's not just an edition. It's not the new edition. It's, the definitive edition. The definitive comes edition. Ex- comes out exclusive to their launcher. <laughs> their launcher goes away. Like, like the first, it was like, you can't as launch I texted any of you, their Christian, games. As I texted you, it, it just depends on how they want to define it, I guess. If you call it the definitive edition, <laughs> it's whatever you want to define it as, I guess. And now they've defined it as, uh, as Mario said, a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, yes, they... They put it on their launcher. They yanked it off their launcher. There was some indication that there were some files that weren't supposed to be included. Some people have speculated that that might be some songs. Of course, the soundtrack of the Grand Theft Auto games are all licensed music, which is rife with all kinds of problem licensing problems. You know, here we are decades away from their original releases. So a lot of these contracts had to be renegotiated. Some folks... Uh, theorized that there might be songs that were because because a lot of the songs that were originally in the game were not included in the definitive edition definitively not those songs uh, i thought it was hot coffee at first do you guys remember the hot oh, yeah. coffee scandal oh, yeah no i've heard that, too, that that was supposedly something that was missing here and yeah. i'm just like this is the definitive edition well, I, I've, we've seen the witcher at this point like it's, yeah we're past this point <laughs> Anyway, uh, so a lot of the songs weren't in this re-release. So some folks thought maybe there were songs that weren't supposed to be there that were, that didn't have the rights for it. So that's why they pulled it. We don't really know. Other people have have, uh, theorized or speculated that there were some some developer comments. A Eurogamer had an article saying that, that there were some perhaps files with developer comments that might be uh, unflattering that were included <laughs> in the PC version that could have been data mined and that they yanked. No one really We've knows what's going that. on, sir. We've all sent that Google doc to our boss from time to time, had the marked up version. We're like, no. Yeah. Oopsie. Oopsie. If only they had several decades to check. You know? <laughs> this um, is a bummer. I mean, it's easy to, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, funny and sad, but, I think it's a bummer because as you mentioned, Jeff, like these are regarded as goat level games, you know, from yeah. when they came out, like GTA three changed Everything. a, a genre. Invented a genre, changed video games forever. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Changed video games forever. And I would say San Andreas was almost as influential in terms of like, the RPGification of non-RPG games. Yes, others had done it some before, but, you know, really making this mainstream game, and now it's, every game is an RPG. You know, like, you will you upgrade gear in Last of Us. You know, like, just that yeah. little bit. And, and to have these games to be available now to a new generation of people to play them, I mean, Mario, I just think it's it's such a, bummer that the pc version i mean they all have problems we'll talk about that later but the pc version of all the versions this is just it's sad yeah what do you make of this mario i mean it it is uh 
there are folks asking for their money back um, because the games games aren't just like not available for purchase on PC. If you already purchased it, you can't play it. It has been made unplayable. Uh, so what do you make of all this? I mean, I'm trying to compare it to even like the last couple of years of like games that have come out that have bungled their launch and obviously cyberpunk is the first thing that comes on my mind yeah this to me is something different this was a proven product that has existed and has been ported multiple times throughout the years uh from going from being the playstation game to an xbox version to then even to say the mobile version which i think street uh grove street has actually worked on originally if i'm not mistaken and then for them to then bring it into a whole new engine and to try to improve all the things certain things and there's certain things in this game that i really like that they've done but overall there is some just sort of slapsticky, just like slap a, a thing here and just call it a day. And that to me is the bigger bumper, uh, bummer about this. But yeah, for the fact that it's unplayable for their uh, whole platform entirely, even after you've played, like actually paid for it, yeah. that is just, that's crazy. Definitive edition, Christian. Definitive. <laughs> this is how they want to be defined. Um, not the shovelware yeah. edition, which is what it seems like it actually is. It's it's a real it's a real bummer. Like I'm it's a, glad it's a, it's a head scratcher too, right? Because first of all, Rockstar don't need the money. They're swimming in it, right? It's not a it's it's a it can be seen perhaps as a crass cash grab, which is not easy to say. Um but it doesn't seem like that even is would be the motivation because this company does not need it. Does not need an influx of cash. Um, I don't understand why a company that takes their time with releases that only puts out stuff of a very, very high quality. Yes. As Mario points out, this is not a rockstar joint specifically. It was farmed out to Grove street games, which is formerly war drum studios, but still it's got their name on it. It is their legacy. It is their, this is their flagship product over the years. This is, they put the word definitive edition on it. This is, it, it is crazy to me that there wasn't more quality control from this company in particular. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's, you know, more to it and it's not, it wasn't necessarily a rock star decision. It, I, I find it odd too that before the game came out, there wasn't a lot of in-game footage and, and trailers released. I think they eventually did that one that showed a little bit of it, and it was like original, and now kind of that sliding, changing view, but everything else was from the cinematics. You didn't get a lengthy, you know, dev diary into it and, and showing characters running around the city or any of that stuff, and it just kind of launched. And then very quickly, people were, you know, disappointed, and especially on on PC. And I don't know if this is, you know, get it in before the quarter ends kind of thing, or, um, it is, it is a, it's a head scratcher. I don't have an answer for it. It it just seems odd with GTA five still in the NPDs, um, GTA online still making all the money. Maybe it had something to do with the, like the departures at the studio, the delay of the now current gen versions of GTA five, and this was meant to be a shot in the arm, but yeah, it's sad. 
I th- the yeah. only thing that I can come up with is that they were trying to hit the 20th anniversary, obviously, of Grand Theft Auto 3. And this was the state the game is in currently for that anniversary and that they couldn't push it any further since they've already pushed GTA 5 for the next generation consoles. So they felt like they had to have something out this year, which is never, I think, the mentality that you should have for whenever you release anything. But that's just how I feel. I'm just like, they needed to get this out. For some reason, um, when obviously we just heard like a shadow drop announcement not that long ago, saw any bits of what what possibly could be, and then here it is, and this is what we're resulted with. So it's been, it, it's been rough. It, it's so funny. I mean, as you mentioned, Mario, the we've seen this happen with something like Cyberpunk, which is you know a game that's kind of on the cutting edge technologically. It's been in development a long time, but you know they're they're trying to get this game done, trying to get it out. It's the next big thing from the studio. This is none of those things. <laughs> These are 20-year-old <laughs> games that are, as you said, have been ported numerous times. They had all, theoretically, seemingly, they had all the time in the world to be able to fiddle with this if they, you know, unless somebody a few months ago was like, you know, maybe we should re-release those. <laughs> well, and they had good editions of them on PC with great user-made mods that they took yeah. down. <laughs> like, <It's- laughs> The yeah. work, the hay was in the barn, is what my coach would say. You know, the work was done. <laughs> I think what we can all agree on, though, is the definitive edition is going to be the upcoming VR edition of San Andreas. I mean, that's going to be the definitive edition of GTA and San Andreas, at least. I don't have high hopes that. anymore. Uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> the fact that you reminded me that that yeah, that is a thing that is happening. That will it's be happening. definitive coming up. Definitive. Christian Spicer, what is your story of the week? Oh, okay. I don't want to have Sean make a bumper. I'm not asking him to make a bumper. Um, But at some point, we might need something that's like, Jeff was right, and it really pisses Christian off that Jeff was right, and it really pisses Christian off that Jeff was right, because he was right. Because everything's delayed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just like this bumper. Um... So there's another, there was one thing and then that's on the show notes and then another that went into it, but I'll start with uh, steam deck has been delayed into February, 2022 because of material shortages. You could chalk this up to wait, hold on, Jeff. I know you're going to jump in and you're going to tell me how right you were. Give me a second. Let me I was plow just gonna, through. No, this. I was just going to say uh, because <laughs> February is the month when everything has to come out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think two of these will come out in February now. It, it, the chip shortage, it, it, all of these things has now impacted the Steam Deck. This is part of the same shortage that has Sony cutting back on PS5 sales. I think we talked about it on last week's show. How or Did we talk about it? Or maybe it was in person. Like BMW is releasing cars now where the touchscreen isn't a touchscreen anymore yeah. because they don't have the chip for it. So you have to use a little... I like a BMW, Knob. but the iDrive knobby is horrible. Like, and you just have this 12 inch non touch screen in your car. Um, it's a thing, right? It's a big thing, and, it, and it's hit Valve and the Steam Deck. And then the one that's not here that Jeff is right and it pisses Christian off that Jeff was right and it pisses, you know, that whole thing again. Um, the uh, Playdate has also been delayed. So yeah, basically, because of the every advanced handheld, technology in the Playdate. <laughs> Every, every handheld console, the handheld resurgence, yeah, has been delayed. <laughs> and we—I don't think we talked about it last week, but but even um, Nintendo mentioned that 
they're drastically pulling back uh, their their uh, um, sales estimates for the for the Switch this year, 2022, because they're not going to be able to make enough Switches to sell. Yeah, which again is not the latest and greatest tech. Either. No, uh, it's not like yeah, it, it's it's a real you know the uh, it's a real thing, and this is of course our little sliver of uh, the larger economy where we will talk about it, but these. Chip shortages are real and ever present, and it blows my mind that I I like to think that usually we got our finger a little bit on the pulse, like next to the pulse. Like I might pronounce someone dead a little early, but like I'm close, you know, I'm just not right on it, but close. But we're mostly a year in, dead. Mostly dead, yeah. I still have shh, you're dead. <laughs> we're a year into this next gen, you know, this current gen. I don't know if I would have predicted it being this bad still from uh, a chip shortage pers- uh, yeah. perspective, but I guess I've, it's foolish not to. I, I think now I have to assume it's going to be even longer, you know? Yeah, and the, and, the, and the details here are they're saying, hey, if you got your pre-order in for Steam Deck as one of the, the very first people, February 2022, if you didn't, Ah, we got no news for you. <laughs> you may not get one of these at all, bro. Sorry, bro. Um, yeah. It's, so the, it's uh, it says, quote, while we did our best to account for the global supply chain issues, uh, our manufacturing plans were still impacted. Material shortages and delays meant that components weren't making it to our manufacturing facilities on time. Missing parts along with logistical challenges means delayed steam decks um folks may not even get we said we're making every effort to convert all reservations to orders but we're not able to guarantee availability mario did you pre-order a steam deck are you excited about this product i am excited for the product you know i'm a avid uh <laughs> Nintendo Switch owner who mm. loves the idea of just being able to carry your games on the go and then being able to plug it elsewhere. To have a super-powered version of that in any capacity is absolutely exciting. However, very expensive and <laughs> price prohibitive. But uh, when this came out to being able to pre-order and everything, I, I just couldn't do it at the time. I was hoping, you know, I'll let it, I'll let it go through and then once things are better with the economy and things with myself, then maybe I'll you know, go for it. But to see this be uh, another in the many of things that are being delayed or at least um, definitely being moved over to next year, uh, this to me wasn't the biggest surprise, um, yeah. obviously. Um, I know that with obviously the shortage of the chips, um, I know the PlayStation, if I heard not that long, it was also slowing down on production on PlayStation. So this all just seems like just to be a natural occurrence happening in the world. So yeah, for this to be delayed as it is, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not too shocked. However, <laughs> the fact that they're like, eh, if you didn't do it early, you might be screwed. That that part, that's a little scary. <laughs> that's why I'm kind of glad that I never ever put down anything for it. Yeah, yeah, Christian, you got your hundred dollars down, right? Oop, you're muted. It's five dollars, which I feel oh, better. It's five dollars. Sorry. It's oh, even very, better, but I, I still need that five dollars for every something it, else, you know. <laughs> And I thought Damn I got it. Damn, she's gonna buy itself. <laughs> I I thought I got it in, um, and I did get it in within that first bit. But I checked, and mine, it's like estimated ship date was like twenty twenty two now. So I'm in that not February initial drip, and I'm a little after that. And I I think 
what surprises me about this, I don't disagree, Mario, that like maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. But I think the reason I'm a little bit surprised is how recently it was announced in the grand scheme of things. Like I would have imagined that Steam or Valve, that's funny, that Valve was going into this eyes wide open to some extent. It wasn't announced March 1st, 2020, (laughs) you know, and then like, oh, you mean um, the the Steam Deck sales at all weren't announced? Right. Yeah, were announced relatively recently. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was revealed, put on pre-order. They were given a date. I know things change, but again, I agree, Jeff, that like the statement in black and white reads kind of dire where it's just like, (laughs) and the, the thing I think is a bummer about it is that tech moves so fast you know the steam deck already isn't a 3090 um if if you get it late 2022 does it still have that umph to it in a way or does it already feel kind of like dated hardware that's an interesting question Uh, my question to you though is do you feel like your five bucks i mean i know you were kind of ambivalent about it when you put the five bucks down you're like i don't even know if i'm gonna actually buy one does this make it more valuable to you or less valuable to you? Good question. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way. I don't think either. I think to me, the biggest question mark still on whether I go through with this, because five bucks is five bucks. Like I'm okay there. Um, is one less sandwich. We've established that as one less sandwich. One less sandwich. Uh, but, but now they got Steph and Tom hawking subways and I don't have my $5, $5 song anymore. I don't even know how much sandwich I can get for $5. Um, <laughs> it, it, the G force now is the biggest impact on my decision for steam deck or not. In, in, explain that. Okay. I mean, yeah. So um, this 3080 tiers really, really good. Um, so you're saying you don't need the Steam Deck because you can basically play it on anything. Yes. And and when we had Corey on, people reached out to me and were like, hey, you didn't talk about how not every game is available on. Exactly. GeForce it's a subset, now. whereas the Steam Deck is they're claiming every game on Steam or or, or like 90 plus percent game on, on Steam of yes. the games. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, so, so that, it will be. A, it's only the games that are approved by NVIDIA. So it's a subset. Or like publisher deals. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure NVIDIA wants them all on there, but sure. they're not. Not every game is on there. And you don't always know when a game's announced. It's not, you know, always announced up front like, hey, I don't even know. Just make up a game. Uh, Whistleblowers 2 <laughs> is coming out day and date. GeForce Now. Sometimes you know that, Press but sometimes you don't. Whistle. Well, you, you do, but then no one responds for a long time. And then like you find out that you're going to jail because your boss found out and you're mm. protected under a, anyway. Um, so that, that, that's the equation for me. And it's an expensive piece of hardware that I'm curious how dated it will, how quickly it will feel dated. Like Mario yeah. as, as a big switch guy. Yeah we knew what we were getting with that, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yes, it's dated hardware, but we're going to get these goat level Nintendo games. Everything else is kind of gravy. And I think it works, but if you're buying a steam deck, I, I don't know if that's, that's the same thought process. Yeah. Cause it's hit or miss in terms of what, like I said, we'll be able to find out what we can play. 
um, for sure. I also, the other thing that really, I'm glad that it is $5 to pre-order, but I'm wondering that when it's finally available for the people that pre-ordered it, that when it comes knocking for Valve to be like, pony up, <laughs> want you to pony up the rest of the money, is if you will be in a place in which you'll have it and then you'll have to give up your pre-order. Um, mm. I'm curious how that process works for people that were interested early on. I was like, all right, I think I'm going to have a mindset for when this is going to come out. And now you don't know. So yeah. that I think is going to be an interesting issue when it comes to that for sure. But yeah, I, I yeah, and I'm sure that. you know it's not an insignificant consideration that some folks were thinking about this as a holiday gift. Exactly, uh, it's kind of a bummer that that's not going to be possible for, for the people that put their tree up early. Yeah. That's what they thought. Yeah. <laughs> think of the tree up early people. Yeah. So you have a fake tree? I'm assuming you didn't go like buy. Yeah, we a bought tree it today. Fake. We we went out and bought it. Uh, we bought a tree. It, I, I was very much. Very shocked that my wife uh, went with the the fake tree. She's been stringent about the uh, real tree for as long as we've known each other, and she went. We went fake tree this year. Okay, like cool RGB right, well, send- uh, uh, lights that happen too. Like, what are we talking about here? Oh yeah, got some fans in their water uh, You know, uh, alternating. You can you can have them be water colorful Shut ones. Up, what? <laughs> Why are you asking if it was water cooled? <laughs> water cooled. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's, it's actually running a 3090. It's uh <laughs> you can play GeForce Now on it. It's really good. <laughs> Can't be tree power. You should see the shortages in these trees though. You got to be right there on on day 1 or else you're not going to get it. All right. Nobody really cares about the tree. I was actually going to explain about the tree and I realized no, you guys are just trolling me about the tree. Uh all right. My story of the week. Is uh I was like, "Oh wow, they really are curious about the tree I bought." No. I am curious. We can talk about it after. Not at all. No, all our listeners are. I'm sure they want it. They want this to be the tree cast. Hey, Jeff, this is your story of the week. You can talk about the dang yeah. tree if that's what you want to do. <laughs> uh, DLC stands for decorative lights for Christmas. I just pulled that out right there, just like that. Anyway, um, my story of the is week. It an extra wide tree. Uh, tree Keener wants to know in the chat if it's <laughs> no, extra yeah, it's wide. It's an ultra wide, <laughs> ultra wide <laughs> tree. Yeah, you should see this thing. You can barely even fit it through the door. It's so wide. <laughs> What's its refresh rate? Yeah, we got to get the. Yeah, I need the hardware hertz on that tree, baby. Twenty twenty hertz. It hurts. All right. Uh, my story of the week uh, is uh, Thunderful Games had their own version of the uh, uh, of the Nintendo Direct. They had their own event. Thunderful Games. You may not be familiar. Not maybe a household name. Thunderful Games, but. Uh, a, I think a very compelling slate of games were shown. Uh, these are uh, indie games-ish, you know, the smaller, smaller titles, but uh, solid, interesting, cool-looking stuff. A number of world premieres. I'm going to pluck, I think, the most high-profile of them to talk about because I'm genuinely excited about a new entry into one of my favorite franchises, bar none, one of my favorite franchises, and that is the Steam World franchise. That's right. Steam World Dig, Steam World Heist, Steam World Quest. And now the newest entrant coming soon, I guess, coming 2022. February, Steam- I think is what they said. Feb- <laughs> when in doubt, February. Uh, Steam World Headhunter has been announced. It was announced with a teaser trailer that didn't give uh, tons of information as to what kind of game this is going to be, but uh, evidently it will be a third-person action game. Um, 
third-person cooperative adventure, they're calling it, uh, SteamWorld Headhunter. And what I love most about the SteamWorld franchise is that uh, every entry into the franchise is a different genre. I mean, there has been a sequel to SteamWorld Dig, which was, you know, similar to the first one, but changed it in a lot of ways. And each of these entries into the franchise, even though they've been wildly different games, just bound together by this sort of common aesthetic of these steampunk flavored robots has been excellent. Like every single one has been great and wildly different games. Uh, So I have no reason to doubt that headhunter will be great. And I'm super excited about this. I, I love that the steam world franchise is continuing. I love that thunderful is making a big deal about it. It was kind of their mic drop game. Uh, of the presentation. I I want this franchise to be huge and be around for a long, long time. I mean, there's been a bunch of games already in it. I, I love the the design of the world. The look and feel of the robots is so cool. The, the, way, the fiction of the universe is really fun. And the fact that these games are so different from each other, but all so high quality. Mario, have you played any SteamWorld games? I would say that I'm a fair... A uh, person that enjoys the the independent game, uh, you know, I played quite a few, but for some reason, the Steam World and the sort of like, oh, what is that other one uh, where you're an explorer and you go through caves? Spelunky, um, Spelunky, Spelunky Two. For some reason, the normally those games are just not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I've not experienced them personally. However, they look absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I know that the studio behind them are fantastic. I just never have like decided that I wanted to play them. And I'm not sure if it's just the genre itself or what on, but I've always been in awe of them, like sort of in the periphery of like games that I'm like too afraid to try. <laughs> They're right next well, to Dark Souls for me, <laughs> where I'm like, I want to give in, but I also like I'm afraid I'm gonna have a bad time. Well, I have to tell you, you know, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2 I, I are the most similar to Spelunky. Uh, I still very different from them than Spelunky, but you know, SteamWorld yeah. A uh, quest, or, or yeah, SteamWorld Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh is is like a uh, like a Jap- uh, Japanese role playing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it, it's like a turn based, full you know big role playing experience. Really cool. And yeah. uh, SteamWorld Heist is um, hard to describe, but it is you know also <laughs> very very different. Very much not Spelunky. Um, no, and I. And I love that they're all very different too. I think there's just something about the aesthetic of them that always just uh, it's and I and I apply this to like Dark Souls. Like there's the aesthetic thing where I just like I just can't push in for some reason. Yeah. However, you know I know that eventually I will find the day where I'm going to play. It will get me hooked, and then I'm going to have to play everything. Same thing happened to me uh, last year when I finished all the Metal Gear Solid games. I, <laughs> once I played one, I had to play them all. Yeah. So it, there's absolute hope, and I I loved. Did you guys watch the presentation for this too? Yeah. With Mark Hamill, like it was great. I love. I'm. I fell in love with the company from this presentation. This is their first presentation, right? Yeah, that they came out. So there's definitely something there that I like. Have a keen eye to that. I'm like, yeah, I really like their sensibility. So this was definitely a good showcase of like what they are as a company. That it makes me want to go back and revisit those things. And I and so when it comes to the Steam World world, there might be a, f- a chance, a future that I eventually uh, go in for sure. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I, I think, like I said, I want more folks to discover this uh, this franchise. But you're right the the presentation had a lot of really cool looking games. I mean, uh, 
There's like this this game White Shadows that looks cool. Um, yeah. They announced that the Gunk is going to be on Game Pass on December 16th. So I'll be playing that because it's on Game Pass. Why not? <laughs> this is the first time I'm like, oh, that I, I want to play the game. Because when they first announced, I was like, I have no idea what the... But then I saw the presentation. I'm like, this actually looks cool. Like, I yeah. kind of want to check it out. In fact, it's on Game Pass, which is... On Game Pass. One of my favorite things. The, the Stadia exclusive made me want to get Stadia again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that game's also coming to everything else very soon. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. 2022. Uh, that game Swordship, which is like they're trying to introduce a new genre called Dodge em Up. It looks cool. I just love that this company is doing. As you said, it, it was a really cool presentation. Uh, Christian, any uh, any highlights here from you? I, mean, I think I agree with you. I think it has to be Headhunter. I'm just very curious what it is. Like you mentioned, SteamWorld 1 and Dig. Sorry, SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2, similar. Same genre. But the fact that you can have a franchise that changes genres so regularly and so completely and so consistently hits them out of the park, like critical consensus, like yeah, in, any one person's opinion aside, like consensus knocks them out of the park is astonishing. I, I'm kind of flabbergasted that they, you know, don't drill down and become the tactics team, you know, or like kind of really iterate and fine tune. It's just, I feel like they're given the freedom to take this franchise wherever they see fit and this a third person is definitely you know uh dlc favorite game of the year clickbait (laughs) (laughs) first action game yeah i I think we might have 2022's uh favorite game of the year here (laughs) could possibly be could possibly be i tell you real estate on my switch is at a premium especially because my son spends so much time on my switch now and so uh you know I, i the games that are on the actual uh, storage of my switch are cultivated by me are very, very much, uh, you know, it's not every game earns the right to stay there, but all of the steam world games, or at least three of them right now, <laughs> I have three steam micro, world games on my, on my switch at the moment. Um, micro SD cards are cheap, my friend. <laughs> well, I, it's just a hassle. It's just a hassle. <laughs> I haven't done it. I, yeah. I just got an SD card for my Roku. After, like, I don't want to load another channel. Stop loading channels. Anyway. Anyway, uh, very excited about a new SteamWorld game and can't wait to see more. Uh, And, you know, kudos to uh, all of the the presentation. Like like you said, Mario, uh, Thunderful bringing a really cool uh, slate of games to the table. And and I like that, that this era that we're in of... The, you know, the Nintendo directification of the whole industry means that these smaller players can feel like big players. You know, I love that. I love that everybody gets their time in the sun. Uh, It's cool. I mean, that's right. I I would argue that this presentation with Mark Hamill is bigger than a lot of other big studios that bring out (laughs) devs in terms of like, you know, getting some attention. And yeah, it's not like you're walking around the E3 show floor and you miss something cool because it's got a hard to find spot or booth. If you're able to carve out a day on the internet and put together a good presentation, there's nothing that separates you from what Sony's doing or what right. Nintendo's doing. And yeah. And this one I think certainly made a splash. My Twitter timeline was just covered and Mark Hamill was great in this and then other Mark Hamill appreciation uh tweets and then people fawning over SteamWorld, which was awesome to see. Yep. Yeah. The the presentation reminded me very much of my how I love whenever Devolver does something. So yeah. 
love that this had a story to it. So if there is a continuation in another presentation, I would love for that. I love the gag of here's the book. And it's clearly someone shot from LA somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. genius. Yeah, Devolver is, is is I appreciate the creativity, but it's a it's a little too dark for me Obviously. sometimes. <laughs> Obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the games that we have been playing this week because there's a lot of juicy stuff to talk about. But first, I need to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Oh my goodness, do I love Squarespace? I love recommending it to people uh, because everybody at some point needs a web- website. You know, whether you're going to be showcasing your work or selling something or just blogging chances are at some point you're going to need a website and that can cause stress because you feel like well i want my website to look nice i want people to enjoy being on my website but i also don't want to spend my entire life learning html i don't want to spend all my money paying a web designer who can be very expensive and not even really understand exactly what i want well The good news is Squarespace means you can make it yourself. You can do it yourself. Squarespace allows you to create a beautiful website in just a few easy steps. You can make it your own. You start with a template. Beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And then you just start dragging and dropping, moving stuff around. Create it. Make it yourself sculpt it into the site that you want it to be. Do you want e-commerce? Do you want to be able to sell stuff on your site? Simple. Drop it in. The functionality is there, ready for you. Boom. Now your website is a storefront. Customize the look and feel, the settings, the products. With just a few clicks, it's so easy. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. You don't have to worry about that. You have analytics to help your, your site grow in real time. You have built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting. There's never anything to patch or upgrade ever. It's great. I use it. JeffCanada.com is on Squarespace, has been for ever, <laughs> forever. Plus, if you run into any problems, they have award-winning 24-7 customer support. There's really no reason not to make it yourself. Check it out. Go to squarespace.com slash me. For a free trial, that is absolutely free. You can build your site, completely build it, without ever giving them a dime. And then once you like the site, once you're ready to launch it, use our promo code, Jeff sent me, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. You can also buy domains at Squarespace. They have over 200 extensions. Thank you to Squarespace for supporting DLC. Again, squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me and promo code Jeff sent me all one word for 10% off. Hey, before, uh, before we go to, um, playlist. Yeah. Real quick, just to acknowledge if halo multiplayer or a demo drops Monday, it means that you are hearing this. We didn't know. It's dropping Monday because it will drop right after this show hits your RSS feed. You're like welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're not going it, to, it's heavily rumored. There's not a there there yet as we're recording this to talk about it. Um, but if it does come out, it's, it's, you're welcome. It's because of us. It's because <laughs> everyone likes to mess with us. That's mm-hmm. right. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about the games we've been playing, which does not include that. Not yet.
right, let us dive into the playlist. Uh, Mario, I know you've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Where would you like to start? Um, I know that we've, I think that we've all been playing a lot of similar games in the last couple of weeks. So I'll go ahead and start with the one game that I think uh, that might be new if you haven't tried it yet or if you've talked about it recently. But uh, I've been playing a little indie game that's available on Game Pass, so it's absolutely attainable to try. Um, it is, of course, made by uh, Which Beam is the developer, is the name of the developer, but it's also published by Humble Bundle. It is, of course, called Unpacking. Hmm. Yes, yes. I've heard very good things about this game, and I have not tried it myself. Oh, uh, if planes, if I was, if I was a traveling person, this would be the perfect plane game because it's just completely de-stressed. You just simply are just looking at a room. You, you pick out a box, you find items that come out of the box. They're random. And then you place them exactly where they absolutely should be. No questions asked. No, but there's no room for questions on where you put certain items. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how I refer to it. But yeah, essentially unpacking is very beautiful, quaint uh, indie game that. You can honestly, if you main through it, you could probably beat it in less than two hours. But it's honestly more of a reflection of like taking your time and going through these different eras of this person's life from their very first bedroom, which is when they're, you know, in their early childhood, all the way up to um, the later half of the game, which I don't want to reveal because it's actually cute about how they describe and how you learn little secrets while playing the levels, which I love. But, you know, like standard places like living rooms, dorms, bathrooms, stuff like that. Yeah, but essentially, yeah, it's a very small, quiet game where, yeah, you're 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 unpacking and putting it to your best ability of where you think things are going to be <laughs> in your little little house. Um, it is fun to find things that are very attainably and how the game accepts what you can hide underneath your bed. Um, that to <laughs> me is what's really funny. Um, specifically, uh, yoga mats. So that's where they belong. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to never be used. And uh, some other fun little things that you learn along the way. So I definitely highly recommend it. I managed to, pl- aka Platinum slash 100% this game. Uh, very, very fun. Very uh, easygoing. And if it, you need something that's not driving or shooting or anything, this right. is the perfect little thing. And it's, it's a great little Switch game. So I'm sure that you'll have a, have a blast if you ever tried it. Again, that's called unpacking. And, I, you know, it, it seems... Yeah. Um, remarkable how much they're able to express with this very simple mechanic, right? You're talking about the thing that I've heard and you have mentioned as well is how much story is conveyed in the simple act of, of looking at objects and putting the objects where they belong. Yes. Uh, That, that to me is what sounds so beautiful about this game. It's definitely something I want to try uh, a game I want to I want to check out, and as you said, it's on Game Pass, so there's no reason not to. Yeah, I think yeah. Patrick Beja was singing its praises yeah. uh, back this summer. I think he's playing like an early access or something version mm. of it. Um, yeah, it, it yeah. does seem like it's a perfect counter programming, right? right Mario, to right, so right. many of the other games yes. are hitting right now. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, you, t- you talk about it being a, a, a plane game. I think that's kind of funny in the sense that you probably packed to be on the plane and you'll have to unpack when you're off the plane. It's like a little preview of what you might be doing later. <laughs> uh, for sure. For sure. Anyway, it's unpacking. Um, we have uh, a lot of other games to get to. And I, as you said, a lot of us are playing very similar games. Uh, which one mm-hmm. would you like to talk about next? Uh, you know, since we already kind of already talked about the train wreck, let's actually talk about our actual experiences. Yeah. Uh, so I think all of, I would like to talk about, I've been, Going back and trying Grand Theft Auto San Andreas 
for honestly the first time since I was a kid. Yeah. Because San Andreas was actually the one that I played the least out of the three. Hmm. And it is available also on Game Pass, which that to me, uh, I have a whole thing about the fact that this version, this game is available on Game Pass, but not by City or three. Right. Three is available on X PlayStation now. Yeah. You can only buy them as in a whole package. You can't buy them separately. <laughs> it is. But you can uh, only play them individually. It is. It is a bit of a shell game that they seem to be playing at Rockstar. It's a funny, weird. Where is it going to show up? What are you going to buy? Who? How much money <laughs> yeah. can we get from you? It. It just seems. It, there's. I don't know. It, it harkens back to the you know. Yoda is in this version of Soul Calibur. <laughs> yes. And Spawn is in this version of Soul Calibur. You like San Andreas? You want to play the other two? Ah, you got another copy of San Andreas. Can I yeah. give that copy of San Andreas to somebody? No. Now you have two <laughs> copies of San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which I guess, you know, there was a part of me that was like, well, it's kind of cool that they're making it feel special to the platform holders. That was all before the weirdness with the game yes it was and it feels now it feels like oh no all of that was crass and and you know all <laughs> well, of that let, was... let me buy them let me buy them individually uh, yeah. i don't know uh yeah. like because they're not in one I, if you go if you on the xbox you saw it's not one launcher they're actually individual launchers right? yeah for them so yeah well yeah now that you've gone back to play that game what what did it tickle the nostalgia or how, what's your feeling on this product I definitely can see where this game had been very pivotal and a lot of people considering it being their favorites um, in terms of the different things that you're able to do in it as compared to the original two or the 3D versions of Grand Theft Auto, I should say. I played the original on the PlayStation. Uh, (laughs) But when it comes to San Andreas, uh, I think there are definitely some fun aspects of it in terms of like, I'm so happy that this version has fixed the driving controls in terms of, they just took Grand Theft Auto five and applied it to this. Yeah. That to me is fine. Cause I know that before you used to press the button and stuff like that. Um, invert controls are also fixed in certain aspects. The shooting still not great. Um, <laughs> and this is, you know, like I said, one of the, the ones that I haven't finished. So I'm trying to go through the, sto- the quote unquote story of the San Andreas games and I'm just finding them not uh, hitting uh, this late in 2021. There's a particular mission about someone and their boyfriend from prison. And it's just, I just was like, I don't want to do this. Like there's a certain point where I'm just like, I don't know if I want to continue, but yeah, it is an interesting exercise in vi- revisiting nostalgia with 2021 glasses on it. And then of course uh, the one thing that I think is undeniable is driving down the street with the new lighting tech, uh, technology that they have in the game and hearing, you know, like ice cubes, it's a good day, you know, like just that stuff is kind of cool and hitting for me. Sure. Um, but when it comes to the actual unpacking of the game, it's so funny because the visually, I think the game is really good for what they do. I know some caveats aside, however, it's just funny to hear the audio be the same as I remember it yeah. from the original games. Cause they can't really update that unless you want to, bring all those people back and i know there's problems with people that have been involved with those games so <laughs> you can't fully remaster the game to its full potential right. but at the same time uh you know i think it is an interesting uh nostalgia waxing you know just me sort of like going back and seeing what it was like i'm excited to go back to the other two i'm just sort of waiting and then i'm gonna buy it because i'm gonna buy again i'm gonna buy this game regardless because i <laughs> kind of wanted a part of my collection here and uh vice city is the one that i'm really excited to go back to 
Yeah, Vice City was definitely the game I played most of. I mean, I played a lot of GTA 3, a lot. Um, <laughs> that game was a revelation at the time. It was just like, yeah. what, you can just go anywhere and do any, you can just go anywhere? Um, yes. It's, it's hard to express to people who weren't around at that time how big a deal that game was. Um, but I've already uninstalled it. <laughs> it did not last long on my hard drive, even though, you know, the Series X has a pretty big hard drive. I was like, nope, done. I, I don't need to go back to this game. Uh, I just don't think they did enough for me to, like, carve out any time for this game. Uh, Christian, what is your feeling? <laughs> I will echo your thoughts i will say that the the woman on the box art cover for san andreas in my opinion has always been one of the most provocative cover like gta's had a lot of them three three was the lollipop girl or she four like it's don't get me wrong not necessarily a great portrayal time and time again they clearly know what they're doing but the san andreas um i remember back then i had friends like cosplay uh <laughs> across gender spectrum for and like halloween as this character and it was just that's, like that's what great. can you do to be this person and sell this image um san andreas was in my opinion every everything kind of came together for the franchise in a big way where like three was again genre changing destroying it was foundational in so many ways to what video games are today and san andreas didn't just more of the same it right iterated expanded and and kind of blew it up again um and it also was transformative in its day and i fired up the definitive edition i hate it it's it was i had maybe played for two hours two and a half hours and it was an immediate delete it just so i'm i have my nice not ultra wide super ultra wide but like my hdr monitor it's a great tree it is a a, good get it up Uh, early yeah HDR, I think, is broken in this, or at least it was the day I played it. Like everything was super dark, and I was like, "Why?" And like, but the sky wasn't, and it was. Uh, I couldn't. I literally couldn't see where I was going or what I was doing. And I turned HDR off, and it worked. But then there were other just like graphical hiccups of like mm. heads kind of cutting off, and this isn't pushing this console. You know, like there is no reason why I can't run this game at 120 frames per second on a series X or something like that, or whatever it is aside from maybe the engine, not supporting it, but to have slowdown, um, like when it rains, it literally, Oh my God. And again, I couldn't see what was happening. It was just so many things about the actual, uh, technical aspects of this port that I found so off putting that that enough was that, that was enough for me to, to, (laughs) to delete it. Um, but Mario, like you said, I don't think that this game has aged particularly well. Maybe the worst. I don't know. I haven't revisited Vice City or three. Um, and I think part of it too, is that even by Rockstar's own doing, they've surpassed so much of what San Andreas is now. Like the first two hours of San Andreas are, are plotting. Yeah, it's true. Oddly, oddly quiet. Like and, and bouncing between this and Forza Horizon 5, which I think has one of the best opening 10 minutes of all of gaming, almost all the Forza Horizons do. Mm-hmm. And San Andreas starts, and in my head, it's like you said, it's Ice Cube. It's all yeah. this great music and me driving that down the street. And the game starts, and it is silent. Get on a bike! Yeah. And then no one Push talks for 10 a more a minutes. a bunch of times to pedal it! 
like, oh, here we go again. It's like, yeah. it's, it's really cumbersome. And I think, it, you know, it, it didn't age well. And sometimes they do. These genre redefining games do. And I, I think Ocarina of Time still stands up, you know, to the testament of time. I don't think Super Mario 64 is a great playing game today. You know, yeah. the camera is awful. <laughs> you know, I, so I think sometimes the own, its own genre uh, surpasses it. So I think it has that going against it. And then technically, I have not played it since launch day. It was bad by its own merit, but even worse when I'm c- considering it's just a kind of pain of coat. This isn't Dark Souls. Yeah. You right, know, like, again, right. I'd be more forgiving if it was like, I get what they're doing, has ray tracing, it's 120 frames per second, they, everybody looks like a real person now, you know, they're pushing it, they added in, honest to goodness, shooting controls. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, my camel's back was broken very early on with this game. Yeah, yeah I think the rose tinted glasses fell off the moment when I saw the rain, because when I saw the rain, I was like... Oh, wait a minute. There's something really wrong here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer. I almost bought them. I almost bought the collection. Like my nostalgia and hype started getting to me, like warming up to this release. And it's like, yeah, I all of it's them like, on Switch. Yeah. G- then game, I, game Pass I saving it. you money in all kinds of different ways, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I still because, so you know, and this is a little bit of a conversation about uh delisting when they del- where it talks about the delisting the games. I already had a the PS4 uh PS2 copy that they had, so I already had that already saved. I have still have my PS2 uh, copy actually right over there. Um so I might go back to that cuz it's the only way you can play uh you can hear the song Billie Jean cuz it's not in any other version. It, yeah. um, it might run better. Also, it <laughs> might run better. That was the one thing I will say on on my a Series X it went running at 60 frames per second and seeing Grand Theft Auto run that way it was like kind of cool for a second and then yeah it, it totally lost its luster. Is it, can you play it on a PS5? Can you put that PS2 I've, disc in your PS5 and play it? No, but you get you buy the digital version mm. that is considered the PS2 version, but it still has licensed music missing yeah yeah um so no sadly can't um but i do have ps2s and i have those like hd hdmi connection things that i might give it a shot that are just play on the ground too um but either way (laughs) (laughs) well that is uh gta san andreas uh which we all played on game pass and i don't think uh i don't think it deserves definitive edition i don't think unless you want to define your game in a very bad way you know know? uh all right let's talk a little uh guardians of the galaxy um i actually rolled credits on that game this week uh did you finish it have you finished it yes i have uh to me this is one of the biggest surprises of the year Uh, i really didn't have much expectation for guardians of the galaxy going in uh i i kind of was hopeful but I never in my wildest dreams thought it was going to be one of my favorite games of the year, which it is. It's great. It's, it's really good. I, uh, I've actually gone the bat for this game since the launch. Cause, uh, over at point in progress, we did the E3, uh, watch and we watched them first reveal it there at E3. Yeah. And I was like, this looks awesome. I can't wait. I remember that day, like everyone was sort of like, uh, and like, I don't know about this, you know, star Lord looks like a jerk. They're not wrong about that. Uh, <laughs> but I remember being very definitive of like, no, I, I'm going to give this game a shot. This, there's something here that I think that we're not seeing, or at least I think that they're just previewing just enough that's getting me involved. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I 
bought it. I got the steel book for it. Um, this is also my first case of um, putting a disc in to my Series X, and it's just saying, you have an upgrade. I'm like, oh, I love upgrades. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, being able to put that in there, get all those uh, wonderful uh, additional things for making an Xbox Series X version. And uh, yeah, no, 100%. One of my major surprises in terms of this was a game that I was hoping that if there's a spectrum of Marvel games going on right now, it's either you're in the Marvel's Avengers camp yeah. or you're in Zombiac. Right. Zombiac right. Spider Man camp. And yeah. I'm more over here with Zombiac. So, same as me. And, and I, I never thought this game would rival Spider Man as far as quality level, but I, I think it is. It does as good a service to the Guardians of the Galaxy characters as Insomniac did to the Spider-Man character. Absolutely. I, I think it makes you feel like the the feeling of being Star-Lord is one where you're managing all these different personalities and egos, and you're trying to hold this team together, and somehow they made a game out of that. They made a game out of having to make decisions that are going to piss off other members of the team, uh, being a leader and being in awkward situations. And then the narrative itself, I thought is actually really well written. Yes. The jokes are funny and you, you want to be around these characters all the time. Um, I don't know of another game and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe mass effect is the only other game, but not even mass effect where, it feels like I'm with a group of other people playing in a single player game. You know what I mean? It, it feel, and, and yeah. It's not that I think that there are actually other humans playing these characters. It just feels like the characters are hanging out with me. I'm like, I'm hanging out with, you know, Rocket and Gamora. And because the thing that they did so smartly is that the characters don't just talk when it's time to tell you the story. They're just constantly talking. They're constantly <laughs> commenting on things. If you go looking for a, you know, off the beaten path, looking for a collectible, they'll comment on that. They'll, you know, it's the game is constantly filling in the gaps of space with characterization, with commentary, with jokes, with fun quips with you know just making you feel like you're with these other characters all the time and they're noticing what you're doing and they're commenting on what you're doing it's a triumph in that respect i think yeah i no. haven't oh, gone back to it I, i'm going to when it comes out on pc again but i would think a game that jumped out that maybe come came close was lost legacy uncharted lost yeah. legacy because those two character and i think maybe all of the uncharted's have good moments of banter but lost legacy as in my memory um has the most of it and it, it's playful and there's arguing and bickering and bantering as like, it's go like 5x that game it's like right you know it, it, yeah that's <laughs> what i was curious because i have not rolled credits on this yet this has become my geforce now game i played in bed on my phone for about an hour every night it's kind of how i'm clicking through it and I love it, and I still love that experience. Um, and I, I texted you when you said you rolled credits. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, I think I'm kind of getting close. Like most of my characters, I think, are kind of maxed out on skill. But I'm guessing you do that kind of halfway through the game because you told me it was like almost a 20 hour, and the, I'm not that funny, far into the game. Funny yeah. you say that. There was a part where I'm like, oh, the game's wrapping up, and then it doesn't. And I was like, oh, what? wait a minute. I haven't unlocked everything yet. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of. Okay. 
kind of does feel that way um where a certain bar you see happens and then it for the rest of the game i just don't see it anymore <laughs> yeah there's no bar after a while it doesn't even tell you like it'll yeah you'll get to the end of fights and it'll be like you're you did it excellent and we almost get at a certain point yeah, it's just awesome. like stops telling you that because you've gotten everything it's yeah like, I, yeah i feel like right it's like currency already feels like i guess it's neat because it still kind of goes or whatever but i'm like i don't I don't think I can do anything with this. Yeah. Right now. It gives you an early endorphin rush in which of all the games I love is just sort of that leveling up. And then once it goes away, it's like, no, where'd you go? <laughs> like, yeah. There's gotta be more to this. Um, which I could say is probably one of the caveats of it, of that, that it just sort of like comes and goes. But also I think the main uh, team up component, I think wishes, I wish it was just fleshed out just a little bit more. And that of course is the huddle. Um Yeah. Yeah, where it's sort of like left and right choices. And I honestly could, I still can't figure out what was the right thing to say or the wrong thing to say. It just, I'm either being called the doofus or they're like, yeah, okay, cool. And we kick in and Rick Ashley plays. I feel like I I clicked into how to win the huddles. I I, I think I was almost perfect on, on my huddles, but I did feel like, I think that was such a clever way to express the idea of being a leader and powering up. And it's not just like, push two buttons and everybody's super powered. You actually have to do something. I thought that was kind of neat, but I agree with you that there's one more iteration of it. I think that could happen where it would feel even better. Cause it did feel like everything grinds to a halt for a second. And then you're just listening to this dialogue. Um, I'm curious how many of those they have. Yeah. Because I'm sure I didn't hear even a fraction of the number of them that there are possible. <laughs> Cause I didn't use that a ton, but, um, but I, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to get into any spoilers here. Story wise, yeah, I want to finish it so we can do a spoiler cast. Yeah, we Folks should ask. And, and I plan to like, it has become every night I play for about an hour on my phone, on my 3080 tier GeForce now. And like, that's how I'm getting in the game time. And I think it'd be fun. Cause the story so far, uh, no spoilers at all, but like it's super engaging and it goes places it's not super predictable again right. so far. Yeah. Yes. I, I, the only thing I would, I, I would entice, this is definitely, I've, this has been a fun period, especially within October where the game that I feel that's closely resembling is, and I'm not trying to spoil anything. I'm just trying to be like in terms of mo- mood and what's kind of uh, filling in sort of this gap with me. It's just that in a time where I'm playing uh death's door, uh, kind of bridge of spirits watching midnight mass and playing this game i've definitely <laughs> have come to terms with my mortality and i'm very curious <laughs> on how you feel uh <laughs> yeah after the end of this game so i'm very excited to hear your spoiler cast on this yeah yeah i, I mean did you i i thought the ending was clever and fun and kept in the spirit of the tone of the game up to that point i, I really appreciated yeah. how the end came came about um there without spoiling anything you know there there are a couple of like deep marvel characters that show up there's uh, one i love one, and i one, love them so much i do too one of them though i was very deeply disappointed by the design because they do okay. their own design ideas it's not based on movies not based on the comics it's like its own kind of like what um um the uh infamous games are not infamous um uh, injustice games did you know it's like it's their own design of Su- superman and batman mm-hmm. um yeah and i there's one character in particular i was like i don't really like that but other than that i just <laughs> thought i thought the end was uh 
was clever and really fun. And, and it's a very satisfying game, start to finish. And uh, just to answer your question, Christian, my, my, I think my final Steam tally was like 20 hours and 20.2 or something, 20.7, something like that. So yeah, it's, it's not a short game. It's not a short game. No, it's not. Um, I also hope, uh, I, ha- I don't know if you had this experience because I'm playing on Series X. The later half of the game, uh, for some reason, all of a sudden the game became very, um, the frame rate dropped dramatic, dramatically for me. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but for I was some on reason, PC and, and I got a, okay. you know, I got a beefy PC, so I, I did not so, experience yeah. that. But. So uh, Series X people, I'm curious of what your experiences are mm. because I, at the later half of the game, I'm like, I want to finish, but it's looking like I'm getting 10 frames per second. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's certain. a bummer. It got oh, really rough, but I was hoping that it was because like it was like launch night, like that I got it. And I was yeah. hoping that by the time uh, or launch a couple of days, I'm hoping now there's a patch that's taking care of that. Uh, we have uh, several other big games to talk about. But first, I want to thank our second sponsor, which is Made in Cookware. I used my Made in Pan tonight. My mom is in town. I think I mentioned that. My mom is in town uh, visiting um, one of the reasons we put up the tree early. Uh, and I cooked, I cooked dinner and I'm telling you, I have exclusively switched over to using the nonstick saucepan that I got the, my made in cookware nonstick saucepan. It is the only one I will use. I'm not exaggerating at all. I'm not doing a sales pitch here for this ad. I am straight up telling you it is the only saucepan I will use in my house now because it is so much better than all of the other saucepans that I've ever owned. <laughs> and I mean, I think this is how you know restaurants consistently make good food. It's the tools. It's the utensils. It's the way the food is cooked. It's not only easier. Cleanup is a breeze with my made-in uh, saucepan, my uh, my nonstick saucepan. I love it. I love how easy it is, how nothing nothing sticks to it, which is great. It's durable. I've been using it for months now. I bought a, before I got this made-in pan i bought a what was the highest rated saucepan uh that i could find um from a bunch of different websites i bought it in like a few weeks it was completely shredded it like the the nonstick coating had come off i love how my made in pan is still going strong it doesn't have a single scratch on it looks great works great it is quality and craftsmanship that I have come to appreciate so much in my cookware because I've fallen in love with cooking. You should check out Made In if you care about that kind of stuff as well. Made In is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs to produce some of the world's best pots and pans and knives and wine glasses. These are professional quality cookware and knives for people who love to cook like me. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools that are available directly to you without the markup that you might get at a retail store. And they are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee, a lifetime guarantee. Like I said, I haven't even gotten anywhere close to needing a a lifetime guarantee. It looks brand new. It looks brand new, my saucepan. I love it. The cookware distributes heat evenly. They can even go from the stovetop right into the oven, which is cool if you're into those kinds of recipes. I, I saw a recipe for an omelet where you do that. It's so awesome. And their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. They have 25, excuse me, 
28,000 five-star reviews and counting. And their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. So go to madeincookware.com slash DLC. Use promo code DLC, and you can get yourself 15% off your first order. That's Made in Cookware, M-A-D-E-I-N-C-O-O-K-W-A-R-E, madeincookware.com slash DLC, and promo code DLC for 15% off. Made in, better cookware for better meals. All right, Mario. Let's talk about Forza Horizon 5. You know, Christian was talking about it last week. He was raving about it, as is no surprise to anyone who knows Christian. Uh, what is your take on Forza Horizon 5? Are you a fan of the Forza games? Are you a fan of the Horizon games? What's your take? So, uh, as someone who isn't normally a racer person. Again, I feel like I'm caveating everything that I say tonight, but it's because I come from a place of still discovering and learning new thing, new, new genres in, in, in games. Forza growing up, the original Xbox, the only games that I play that were racing related other than Mario Kart, obviously, uh, is, uh, burnout three and PGR racing. Mm. Uh, project Gotham racing was my stuff. Uh, Xbox live played it with my friends, chat rooms, getting all those PGR points, going through the things. And then that series just randomly disappeared one day, and I was very upset. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Luckily, obviously, Forza has been catching that mantle and carrying it on through and through. And Forza Horizon 5 is no doubt one of the most gorgeous games. And I don't know how they keep making these games prettier and prettier every year. It's a witchcraft. It's witchery. I have no idea. Hmm. There's no god reason why this should look the way that it does and it looks absolutely gorgeous on my series x so yeah I, i've been playing uh forza horizon 5 uh i'm normally kind of dabble in the games but i never uh sort of like play all the way through but this was the one where i'm like okay this is the first one that's majorly going to be made for this platform i'm very excited to see how this is going to go and yeah they don't disappoint it's a crazy game <laughs> the fact yeah. that you are doing wonderful simulation racing but also in such a bombastic way where there's lightning storms and uh you know sandstorms and you're doing massive jumps through jungles and you know you could put an anime person on your car you know like it, you could do all these fun little uh larger than life things and it looks as gorgeous as it does and it is bringing back that sort of spirit back from when i played uh project gotham racing and i've dabbled with the other games before mostly because game pass has been a beautiful thing um but definitely this one's the one where I'm like, what if I did do the campaign and try to like do all the races and go through and have that experience? And I love the way that this has a customizing for your character and your character sort of has a story going on. And I'm only I'm very early on. So the fact that there are named characters in this, I'm very shocked by that are interesting. Um, Does it call also, you by your name? Thank you for asking because majority games do not call me Mario whenever there's like a name picking thing. This one does which I'm very happy about. However, I opted to call me Big Boss. <laughs> it calls me Jeff, and it didn't ask that. It didn't ask me. It just really? calls me Jeff. It did in uh, 4, I bet. Oh, so it just carries over? That's cool. Yep. Without asking me if I wanted to carry over? I think that's how it does it. Dude, that, it... that chick is like, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> you're doing great, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, your car is waiting for you, Jeff. Jeff. Hey it's Jeff, like, we have a new barn find ready for you. Why don't you come check it out? Yeah, we've heard, I, we've been hearing about this crazy ra- racer Jeff. 
I'm like, man, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, but now for me, it's just like Big Boss. Your stuff is ready, and I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> Big go. Boss, I love it. Uh, Christian, as long as you've known me, which is a long time, I'm guessing you've heard me say over and over and over, I want to love racing games. Over and over and over. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Garnet Lee and I got chip reference. Thank you. Uh, Garnet Lee and I used to have this conversation all the time because Garnet is a big, big racing guy. Loves cars, loves cars in real life, loves cars in games. Would talk about racing games. And I would always want to feel that. I would always w- w- try to figure out my way in. And I think you and I have had the conversation for years where I go, what is it that I'm missing? What, what, what don't I like? What, how do I get a way into enjoying these games? And I will tell you that as I was playing this game online with a friend, I said out loud, do I love racing games now? <laughs> Unironically. Yes. I love this game and my friend that i was playing with who played the last force horizon and all of them was like well this one isn't any different from the last one it's just setting and i go okay well i don't i can't explain to you what's clicking to me there has been one racing game in all times that i ever spent any real amount of time loving and that is burnout paradise I mean, I liked all the Burnout games, but Burnout Paradise, I spent a ton of time in because we'd get online and we'd just hang out. We'd all drive around and we'd smash billboards and do jumps and crash and and have a great old time. And it'd just be this like hangy outy fun driving game. And I put tons of hours into it. But it wasn't because I loved racing. It was because right. it was a big sandbox where we did goofy stuff. I love racing in this game i found i don't know what clicked in me i don't know if it's literally just like i'm older and mature and somehow i don't know i cannot explain what happened but all i want to do is play forza horizon 5 i i love the structure of this game it is enough like burnout paradise in that it's a big open world i can just careen off the side of something and not care and bash through trees and bushes and move forward and spin out. And I have to go from place to place and this big open world. And it's all gorgeous. As you said, Mario. Um, So it's enough like paradise that it's kind of rekindling that feeling in me. But then (laughs) I, I love the process of trying to hit that racing line and beat those other drivers. And I will tell you that that I had a moment that I've never had before where I was playing, uh, Alex Albrecht and I were playing Forza Horizon 5 and we got into a team race where it's red team or something. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. Red team versus like a scramble or something, but yeah, okay. Red, okay, got it, got it. It was up, you know, it was on the volcano area and it was up the mountain. It was a race up the mountain. 
and we're playing team and we're talking to each other and strategizing and I we're like tearing up the mountain and and passing people and jockeying for position and you know and careening around the corner and the, the like the edge of the mountain is right there and we're trying not to miss checkpoints because if you miss a checkpoint, you're super screwed. And, you know, like, like we're talking about like, oh, that guy, I see him coming up. Oh, he's right behind you. You know, like, like a team. And I, it was one of the most thrilling, pulse pounding, fun moments I've had in a video game in a long time. And that was the moment where I was like, do I love racing games? Do I? Is it this game or did I just click over into somehow grokking why people like these? I like how you unlock cars. I like how this game constantly gives you positive feedback. I like how there's always something to be earning in a myriad ways that there are, you know, you're just constantly earning points for doing anything. Literally anything you do is some positive feedback. And and I know it's my dumb lizard brain that just needs to be constantly stroked and said, you're doing great, Jeff. You're doing great. You're doing great. But I love it. I love that the game does it. I I, I really have only one major complaint about this game. And that is the multiplayer sucks the way it's implemented as i said what uh, over a decade ago burnout paradise how long ago was burnout paradise almost a decade over a decade whatever somewhere around there it just worked all the time and i have had so many problems i don't know if you guys have been playing with other people but i've had so many problems just getting into a session with somebody it makes me nervous for halo yeah uh, but yes, I, I get constant. You've been off the network. Recon- and I'm like, well, All it's not just reconnecting because yes. I was playing with somebody. Like when I'm playing solo and that happens, it's like no big whoop. Who cares? Drive avatars are going to change. But it's like, uh, Mario? Yeah, I can hear you because we're still in group chat. Where are you? I don't know. Where are you? Oh, crap. Or you're in okay. a convoy. You're in a convoy with some convoy is there. You know, you're in a team on a team. Convoy means I should be. A, and then you you started. You start a, a race. And it has a countdown. It's going to start in two minutes. All right, cool. Waiting on a two minutes countdown. Press X. Okay, cool. Waiting for other players. And then nothing happens. Nothing. Yeah. It doesn't tell you that it failed. It doesn't tell. Sometimes it'll like load the thing and it'll, sometimes it'll, it'll even splash the name of the race. Sometimes it splashes the wrong name of the race, <laughs> which is how much it's glitched out. Like it, it's the two races ago's name comes up. I do wonder, and they have been transparent about acknowledging issues and, and working on them. I do wonder if the popularity of the game has taken them by surprise a little bit. Like, it's the biggest Game Pass release ever. Six million people it, playing it, evidently. A million that, people were playing it before it came out. Yeah, it's like over seven yeah. million now, and it's like surpassed concurrent Forza 4, like all-time peak Forza Horizon 4 players. Uh, even like the Steam version, like this game is wildly successful. And I don't know if that's the reason or not, but I wonder I wonder if that is part of it. But again, they have acknowledged it, which I think is is nice. And, and hopefully there's a fix for it soon, because I, I do think that is it is such a great way to experience the game. 
and it's not a way that I want to put a lot of time into right now because it's for, unstable. For me, it is so much fun. We had that small little window when Alex and I were playing together. And all I wanted to do was like talk my friends into playing it. I, I held off calling you Christian. I, I really want to play with you, but I was like, I want to surprise Christian and tell him how much on the, on the show yeah, you and said, tell him how much I love you said this you game. You forgot my birthday. You clearly remembered my birthday. You, <laughs> you gave me your, my present in the middle of the show, an hour 20 into the show. I, I, I didn't want to tell you how much I love the game until we were on. Cause I, this is, I, dude, it's all I want to do. I like, if I have, an extra 15 minutes, I come down to my office and I like, I'm like, I can get one race in. I'm, I'm so addicted and hooked. And I like, I, I want to do everything. There's so many different kinds of things to do in the game. Just today I did the eliminator for the first time, which is like their battle Royale <laughs> mode. Have you guys tried that yet? I yeah. tried it in the last game and I was like, what am I doing in this game? I'm just driving everywhere. It's super goofy. Yeah. It's like, I just drive around getting new cars until someone challenges me, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, but there's so many crazy different things to do. There are billboards like in Burnout Paradise to just, you know, just I'm just hanging out, destroying billboards, getting XP. And I'm some are hard to find. Like it's like on a building, not next to dude. a clear jump. It's like some mm-hmm. are easy. It's like, oh, under the overpass. But some are like, yeah. this is a 10 minute puzzle. Like uh, I need to launch this, bounce this, kangaroo hop yes. this, and then I get it. Yes. How, how the heck am I going to get to the top of that, uh, that roof of that building? Exactly. Uh, which is great. You can search for barns. You can, you know, th- there's a whole like level of like you kind of goodwill that's built into the game where you can gift people cars and someone gifted me a car out of the blue. Spinning the wheel is super fun to get a prize. <laughs> I love this game. And now I-, I want you guys to tell me that this game is not any different from four. And I don't know. And is it different? It is different. People in the chat and people probably are telling you that it's the same as four, the same as three. And it, and it's nuanced. There is difference. And I think a big part of the difference is what Mario was describing and how the progre- the main campaign progression unfolds. It doesn't make you do it this way. But if you want to, it can very much eliminate the Ubisoft or Forza Horizon open world, too many things on the map. If you just follow building out like um streets or whatever the first part of the festival you unlock you only get a few icons on the map and you can explore and just play that area clear that area then move on to the next one other things will you know tease you like hey jeff we heard about a a a rare car over in this part of the of mexico if you want to go check and other things will tease you but there is a clear concise progression that is available for you and that keeps it from becoming, in my opinion, potentially overwhelming. That said, it doesn't gate it. And past versions of Forza Horizon have done one or the other. And I believe it was in three where that progression system was very gated. It was like, and people forget it because everybody kind of plowed through that first five hours or whatever it was. And then you get this big, beautiful playground to play in. But it's like, oh, you get this car. Okay, now you drive that car for an hour. You do all of these races. Now we're going to get another car. And there's this, the strict progression forza horizon five if you don't want to follow that doing certain parts of the festival you don't even need to do your little stickers and open up parts of your festival and you can have every genre of car explore the entire map have every type of race unlocked and just go and play this game how you want to play it like the availability of fun and the way 
the race types and items unlock in this game, it's clearly iterative of three, two, one, two, three, four, now to five, but it's not exactly the same. It's starting at a place where those other games kind of end and it allows you to find your fun. And I, I would guess Jeff, that part of that is what brought you into this game. Like four had a great first 10 minutes as well. And then kind of got, I think to some people's critiques, got mired down in seasons and introducing you to different, how that's going to work and what you're going to do here or there. And while beautiful, it was kind of drab if you weren't playing in the right season. And it's like, Oh, I'm going over all these sheep. I'm in, you know, I'm in this part of the UK or whatever. (laughs) And Forza Horizon five can immediately take you from volcano to jungle, to beach, to city and beautiful ways. And it's always, I think they really refined that dopamine, reinforcement positivity which these games have always had but that loop is much better now than it was before even the wheel spins are less intrusive but still rewarding it used to like i think it was four you know put you on the stage and you see your avatar and it's this big thing and confetti's coming out and it trying to hype it up and then you'd get like pants yeah and you're like well <laughs> that was a long load to get pants but here it's i'm driving and say hey you got a wheel spin hit x to do it now and i can hit x right then it's just a screen that does a quick spin and I get pants and then I'm right back where I was, or I don't even have to do it then. And I can go and, and, you know, do them all in a row and whatever it is. So I think they've really streamlined that stuff. And something that we haven't talked about in Mario, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm uh, steamrolling here a bit, but the accessibility in Forza Horizon five and just in general with what Microsoft has been doing really needs to be applauded everywhere and as loudly as possible um forza horizon 5 is now my daughter's current favorite game i don't i don't remember if i talked about that last week or not like it's pulled her away from new animal crossing and from constantly replaying every pokemon and the ability to slow literally slow the game down without affecting the physics it it just slows everything down and we didn't have to do it much and it just allowed her to follow lines and in some races, turn off the the navigation. And I'm like, okay, look for the apex of a turn. I don't know what that is. Slowed it all the way down. And it's like, find where you think the turn stops going one way and completes its arc. And she's like, oh, it's right here. I'm like, yeah, you want to hit that. Now set yourself up for the next one. And the fact that that is a thing that exists in this game without ruining any other aspect of it, among every other accessibility item, And the fact that accessibility isn't buried. When you start the game, it's start game or press X for options slash accessibility. They don't like options or if you're a loser, loser stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's so smart and done so well. And then the music is a big part of it too. The way when you're not in a race, it can, you can change all this as well, but like it fills, it fills the screen. I listen to pulse as my radio station and you're <laughs> rocking out and then you get into a race and it kind of goes down or when you hit a jump, it comes back up again. And it's all cool. Of those that things that this game does. Some yeah. A song can be a bonus to your yes. point acquisition, you know, like, Oh, this song is so awesome that you're going to get bonus points for a short period of time. <laughs> the song is on. That's cool. I mean, th- the other thing that I love about it is, Yes, it's constantly giving you positive reinforcement. You're doing great. You did this. You did a cool thing. Oh, you smashed into a cactus. Smack disc. Nicely done. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, you. 
things that are mistakes in other games. Awesome. You did a great thing, but you know, <laughs> um, but also it's constantly showing uh, sort of teasing the competition, pulling people from your friends list and telling you how they did on that. Oh, you've, you've, you've found, you know, 200 roads. Well, you found, found 206 roads. Oh man, I got to find six more roads. That, that has been the fun part for me. It was just like, Oh, Mike got this, yes. I, you know, Jeff got that. Okay, give me a second, and then I'm going to go ahead and clear that line. And yeah. then the next day, then the next day is like, no, he, he he overcame, and now I have to come back, and I have to come back after him. So, and hundred percent, yeah. Seeing yeah. Christian's Fun. name, uh, not as just a drivatar, in, in you know that is a is compelling. Seeing the drivatar names, so but also pink little thing, yeah. yeah but also kn- knowing, oh, he, you know, that speed trap, he got six miles an hour faster than me. That jump, he did a little bit farther than I did. Oh, he's found more billboards than me. Oh no, I can't let. I want my name to come up in his game. You know, I it's it, it's. I wish yeah. Peloton did that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is I mentioned it last week, but this is why I'm Fable might be one of my most anticipated games because again, what Forza Horizon Five and what Playground Games does so well is not. It, it's your saying, Jeff, right? Like a moment enjoyed is never a moment wasted or however you, you phrase yeah, it. Yeah. And I, I think this game handles that so well where it's like, oh yeah, I set out to unlock these eight other festival uh, spots. I didn't do that, but in no way do I feel like I was wasting my time or not achieving what I was trying to achieve. And I think a yeah. lot of open world games kind of suffer from that. Is that when you leave the critical path, you might be have like a cool moment, but then you're like, ugh, but I still have all this to do. And I think the way that Playground Games has handled it in Forza Horizon so far, everything feels meaningful and rewarding and like a good use of time. I think that they have the benefit, honestly, and and it's smartly utilized, but I think might be a challenge to leverage in other genres that aren't driving games. But they have the, the benefit of the fact that there are just so many ways for them to let you progress. Like mm. every single car has its own skill tree, <laughs> right? And there are hundreds of cars in the game. Earning cars is fun. Earning ways for your character, you're in, you know, your pants and your shoes and your hats. Uh, there's, you buy a house. Buy multiple houses. Multiple houses, yeah, yeah. Buy, you know, there, you know, you earn money, level up your cars, get more cars, get stuff for your guy. There's, it, it's just, there's so many ways to constantly be progressing that they can just bombard you with positivity and bonuses and be like, yeah, you spun out, awesome, extra <laughs> points, you know, like. I can't. I, I I can't wait to play the, the next, their next game, which of course is Fable. Yeah, and to have that positive reinforcement possibly in there too, with or so. in terms of like how many times have you kicked the chicken? <laughs> you know, yeah. to your friends. I'm very right. excited for that. I can't wait for their horses. Their horses are gonna drift so well. I'm so excited <laughs> for that horse drift. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it. And you guys have mentioned it. I haven't really commented on it yet, but it it, it really is a. It's just a stunningly beautiful game. How how is PC? I know it had problems with you. You tweeted out 
oh. uh, PC, and they talked about those as well. And I'm, thank you for I bringing not that up. Done PC, I've only done Series X. How's PC? Um, th- this almost was the single and most biggest impediment to me discovering my love of this game is that it would crash constantly, uh, almost incessantly on PC. Uh, And I wanted to play it in my super ultra ride, which by the way is the way to play this game. And super ultra wide is like sick. It's sick. Super ultra wide is 2021 super mega worm. It's fun to say. It's fun to say. It's also fun to play, but so, yes, it would crash, 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 crash. And I was looking up all these things. Very simple solve, it turned out, that worked. And I haven't had a single issue since. And that is, I had to create... I, I was launching through the Xbox app on my Windows 10 PC. You think you would? <laughs> you think you would. Uh, I used... I created a desktop icon for uh, Forza Horizon 5 so that I could right-click on that icon and run as administrator. Weird. Once I ran as administrator, it never crashed again. G- game Pass, and that has some funny, weird quirks when it comes to launching games specifically. Yeah. As someone who has a Halo show and has guests and does interviews on a Halo show, when people play on that specific version, uh, there are always some issues. So, yeah, it's That's interesting. Because, you know, Windows Which is they made say they're by, fixing. Windows is made by Microsoft and Xbox is. Oh, wait. They have said they're fixing it soon, so I I hope that's true, because I've suffered from that can't delete a game, had to reformat a drive was the only way to to do it. But they say they've released that video where it's like, you can install games wherever you want, you can mod them freely, and we're going to move away from, you know, having it be shoehorned into the Windows Store format, which can't come soon enough. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I'm having so much fun with this game i'm having so much fun and you know you you talked about the way you unlock the stickers and the big chapters and the sort of campaign mode uh it's not really a mode but the layer uh, of a campaign that's on it those are so well done and fun and you, you know i i get excited to unlock a new thing because it means there's this kind of neat little story moment where you get to do something wacky like you know drive a float uh, through a party <laughs> or, uh, you know, dr- you know, drive up a volcano. Um, oh, it's, it, it, there's just so much like it's, it marries the kind of realism that I think people really want with the whimsy and fun of, yeah. Do you want to go down the mountain? Well, there's this cool windy road that you could drive or just drive off the edge, bro. You know, I like, I like part of me misses the crashes of a burnout. You know, I love plowing into a person trying to come up beside me and cutting them off and then having that spectacular burnout slow motion crash. But the other part of me loves the fact that my car is indestructible and I can just launch myself off the side of a thing. And that's the best. If that's the best way to get there, that's the way I get there, you know? Which again it. is a setting. You, if you want realistic damage, you yeah. can have realistic damage to affect your races. But if not, yeah, just launch. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I'm going to be playing a lot more of this game. I just I want to unlock a bunch of cars. I get excited. I mean, we haven't even talked about like the auction house and the. There's just so much going on. There's so much to do. Um. Yay. Yeah. Feel good. I'm I'm into it, man. I'm loving it. It's a it's a solid, solid, solid product, 
and uh, I'll see you in the on the field. Let's go. Yeah. I see your name sometimes well, pop in. I'm like, I know who that is. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, I mean, th- this is this is my biggest gripe. Right, is that they gotta fix multiplayer because that's the way I want to play this game. I want to hang out with people. I want to do do co op uh, races where we can take down another team. Uh, you know that the all of the the Horizon Arcade stuff where it's like we're all teaming up and we're just we're just adding feet to this jump and we got to hit a certain point before time runs out and we just got to scamper up this jump and keep jumping like all of that burnout paradise esque hanging out with friends goofing around in a car stuff is so much fun and the fact that it's borked right now for the most part like when it works it's great when it when it actually loads the map and you can do a race with your friends it's the most fun but the fact that it doesn't work every time is is really frustrating so my biggest my my only complaint honestly speaking of doesn't work uh, yeah yeah okay what's <laughs> let's transition to your game well the other game that i haven't been playing in tandem with you all is uh i put i'm putting in my 10 hours of early access to battlefield 2042 um, do you guys remember that uh, John Lovett show, The Critic? Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I watched it religiously as a kid. Yeah, like it one season or whatever. Thanks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Battlefield 2042. I hate it. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing on Series X, and initially, and if you're listening to this, maybe it's not an issue. But initially, I was getting the widely reported hard crash, like. I'm afraid I'm going to be wrapping a towel around my little mini fridge console. I mean, the whole thing turned off Mm. and you're playing in a quiet, the Xbox series X is a quiet console. It's a very quiet console, especially compared to like a PS PS fives are also pretty quiet. I would say compared to a PS four. Well, yes. I mean, you realize Metallica concert is quiet compared to a (laughs) PS four. ACDC shooting the cannons quiet compared to a PS four. Um, but when your console hard bricks, that's when you realize it was making a sound and the next sound you make when that little quiet, just little warm hug of a fan sound stops is the sound of your heart stopping (laughs) as it's just like, what? I mean, it is, it, it, it happened several times in a row and just full on power off. Like, just oh, terrifying it's the scariest thing um life on the battlefield reason, baby yeah i was getting sniped immediately yeah, out, yeah. sniped immediately for some dumb reason i decided to go back again uh today yesterday the day I, I think yesterday um and that issue has resolved itself for me i've still seen some reports about it online i have not experienced another one I've never been a huge battlefield person. I've had fun moments. I played it a lot back in the day, um, like old battlefields and uh, certainly had some fun with it with friends and getting together for these all night things. Bad company is maybe one of my favorites because it had a great single player campaign. Oh, I love that game. Too. Yeah. Great game. Um, when I was able to play battlefield 2042, my favorite moment, distinct entire match, was the first one. Like 
the the training. Hey, we're gonna drop you into a match. Here you go. And I had some really fun moments. I don't know if it was against bots or if it was other real players, but it, it was a, a good link. Then it played about fifteen minutes. I, I was able to have some space to myself, or I wasn't landing, respawning, and immediately getting mowed over by a tank that's just sitting there pounding our spawn points. In that moment, when I got to play that through to completion, I was like, oh man, maybe this is the one that gets me. This is going to be the one that gets me. And then I got into regular Battlefield 2042 matches. And while there are certainly, I probably could have had three to five, you know, Twitch clipped air quote or hashtag Battlefield moments where there's like, easily shareable tiny vignettes of wild fun. Those moments did not carry me through a match. Like I had one moment where I was riding around in a helicopter and we were kind of battling this other helicopter. We were getting pounded um, like a, someone else on the ground, like launched a rocket on us or whatever. And like, I was like, our helicopter's going down. I'm jumping out. So I jumped out of the helicopter, pulled my parachute landed right on the top of a building that we were next to. So it wasn't that far of a fall immediately switched over to my character's special, my rocket launcher and fired at the other helicopter that was battling our helicopter, got the last hit on it, blew up that helicopter as our helicopter. Then like a Michael Bay movie flew through the wreckage and it was awesome. I was like, this is incredible. And then I died and I respawned and I'm somewhere else. And then I died again. And then I respawned. It's just the cumulative fun doesn't happen enough when I'm playing Battlefield 2042. And I think a big part of that is the matches in the main modes are 30 minutes long, which is a long time to be getting your butt kicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a long time to be kicking somebody else's butt. Yeah. You know, I had one match where we were ahead by a lot and it's like, well, okay. Like we won, you know, mercy rule it. And, and I think a lot of the fun, the, the more modern multiplayer games have found ways to distill the fun and have those moments. As soon as something stops being fun for you to be out of it. I mean, even Splatoon two, the matches are two minutes, you know, maybe that's too short, but it's easy to get painted into a corner when you know in 90 seconds you're going to start again <laughs> and a 30 minute match. And this is kind of what's kept me from a lot of MOBAs too. It, it's just like, well, I don't want to drop because that just feels like a, a jerky thing to do, but I have 15 more minutes. We're not, we're not coming back from this, you know? Yeah. And it's super frustrating. I think portal, the idea of battlefield portal is cool. I was immediately drawn to the bad company um, modes rush. I believe it's called like the default kind of thing. And I think what players are able to create in portal is going to be very exciting. What ultimately carries the game forward. But I don't know if it has legs to be this big multiplayer tentpole game that it needs to be in 2021, the way it plays right now, there aren't traditional leaderboards in that sense. Um, the basic game modes are, are drawn out. It's just, it's frustrating. It's a, it's a bummer because when they, that reveal trailer, I thought was very exciting and it was filled of those battlefield moments. And perhaps I just suck. <laughs> but for me, 
those are so few and far between in a 30 minute match. Yeah. Where at, isn't the case in Apex? It's it's not the case in Fortnite. It's not the case even in um uh Warzone, which are longer, often longer um rounds than a Fortnite match. Um but yeah, I, I'm very glad that I'm playing it as part of my included EA play Game Pass subscription. It looks beautiful. I think there's fun to be had there, but it's not something that I um plan to go back to <laughs> yeah. after this week. Fair enough. That's Battlefield 2042. Tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. But that's gonna do it for this episode of DLC. We do have parting gifts coming up. So stick around for those. But Mario Rivera, thank you so much for being here, man. It's been awesome talking to you. Yeah, I've had a blast. I mean, again, thank you so much for allowing me to come back. It's been it's been really a great time. Our pleasure. Uh, tell folks where they can keep up with you and the stuff that you make online. Uh, well, uh, of course, you can. Well, you can no longer find me at that Mario Rivera because of fun uh, DMCA uh, shenanigans. Thank mm. you, Taylor Swift. Uh, so my new Twitter handle is at Nightmute City, uh, where you can find me and all my ongoings. I, of course, am a member over there at the Point in Progress podcast, where we have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash point in progress, twitch.tv slash point in progress, where we do a podcast. and have some other fun little things. I currently have my own MCU show, finally, except we're not doing current MCU movies. We're doing the old universe, and I mean Blade, X-Men, Spider-Man, Blade Trinity. Nice. I bought a 4K version of the Punisher, the Thomas Jane one, because I'm dedicated to the craft. So <laughs> I'm awesome. very excited. Yeah. So uh, that will definitely be the place that you'll be finding uh, fun new things for me. Of course, I also work at Tech Raptor. Uh, I have a video that I've done where I've interviewed Adi Shankar, and we talked about Devil May Cry and all the fun things that he's been working on. So I've been trying to re- retain busy since the last time I've been here, and uh, now I'm doing too much. <laughs> well so welcome to the club <laughs> <laughs> i love it uh very very cool christian spicer what about you what do you got going on this week twitter's the best way to keep in touch it's at spicer s-p-i-c-e-r i have a newsletter uh that you can subscribe to for free at tinyletter.com slash christian spicer um i stream this show usually we record live at seven fifteen p.m pacific time on my twitch which is on sundays did I say that? No. Which is twitch.tv slash Christian Spicer. And what I'm going to be doing this week in my private time is uh, my kiddos got me the uh, NES and TV Lego set. Oh, nice. For your birthday? Which I've heard is an exquisite build. I've also heard it's about a 16-hour build. Yeah. So I have my pre-Thanksgiving week nice. time carved out for me, and I'm very, very excited to do that. Yeah, you, well, you don't want those bills to go by too quick. We're we're currently working on the uh, R two D two. We got the uh, the um, the big R two D two. Are you been... are you getting that ad at? You're getting that ad. I want right? that ad at. It's eight hundred dollars, dude. There's no way I'm but getting also, that ad at. It's also eight hundred feet. So I, I mean, it, I think it's like the exact dimensions of the old Kenner ad at that I had as a kid. Um, you, I mean, I'm gonna out you. I hope this isn't. Uh, sorry, I'm going to say this. You have an OG unopened Millennium Falcon, right? I do. Yeah, that's so you can get that. You can get that ad at if you want. Dude, that at the time that I bought that, it was four hundred dollars, and I was like embarrassed that I was spending four hundred dollars on an on Lego, and that was 
10 years ago, 15 years ago, $800 for a Lego set is extreme. What? You just do it. You're doing just fine. They sell shoes for thousands of dollars. Yeah, you're fine. I guess, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, I can't. I, yeah, I can't. I don't know. I, I can't justify eight hundred dollars. Wow. Me. I hope it comes up. I hope it shows up early under your Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Santa, if you're listening. Um. All right. Me, uh, Jeff Canada at. Uh, no, that's not the right order. At Jeff Canada is how you find me on Twitter. Uh, also, other shows, the film cast. I talk about movies and TV shows uh, with Dave Chen, who is one of those drivatars that I'm always going after. Oh, yeah, Dave Chen. On the... Anyway, um, you can find that uh, at patreon.com slash film podcast. It's a good place to find it. Um, we're talking about what movie are we talking about this week? Uh, the great movies. There's a great time for movies. Great time for video games. Uh, also, uh, I do a sports show called a fan controlled show actually the the name changes every week because the fans control it but uh you can find that on twitch at twitch.tv slash fcf for fan controlled football um that's on thursdays at 3 p.m pacific time i do a comedy science show with anthony carboni called we have concerns you can find that at we have concerns.com and i do the dungeon run uh, i had a couple of weeks off we had an awesome two shot dm'd by our own ron ogden this week i come back for episode 101 for of the Dungeon Run. You can find past shows on YouTube or as an audio podcast, or you can watch on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Dungeon Run. All right. I think that does it. Let's wrap the show up now with our parting gifts. Hey, give us a suggestion. Mario, do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week? I do. And then for the people here in the chat, I have a visual, uh, if you can see it. Uh, I, my parting gift, you know, I'm starting to, uh, in my older age, I'm starting to learn how to read more and actually enjoy <laughs> books <laughs> and not be staring at screens and doing all the fun projects that I do, which I love. But every now and then I have to take my eyes off and uh, look at some paper. And so... I, of course, uh, didn't stray too far from video games. I picked up a copy of The Creative Gene by uh, Hideo Kojima, who <laughs> I'm a recent, obviously, convert, who uh, played all of his uh, Middle Gear games over the last uh, year or so, thanks to uh, everything being able to w- work at home. And uh, I've also finished Death Stranding. The book, which I'm very excited, is... One of the things that I love is sort of the the process of what are things that influence things people that I love and things that that influences them and makes the things that I care for. So to actually see the insights of what are the things that uh, Hito Kojima loves and specifically books that he likes is basically everything in here. So it, the creative process, the creative gene is basically a collection of different uh articles that he wrote for a um, website uh that also was in a magazine and and an interview with it and essentially breaks down all of the yes kojima does have a book uh (laughs) uh all the things that basically uh that he's been inspired by and this includes uh some chapters like the the chapter that spoke to me the most was the agatha christie one where he talks about there uh then there were none specifically mm. and the way that he tells his how he uh was enraptured with her books and well as breaking down the classic poem that's within that uh 
novel as well, which is a lot of fun. And it it basically outlines all the things that make Hideo Kojima, what uh, the music that he's listening to, the movies, as well as all of the books. Wow. So that's awesome. Yeah, really, really love it. And I uh, hope people actually give it a shot. I thought it was about some guy named Gene who was super creative. <laughs> creative Gene. Uh, anyway, that's called Cre- the, the Creative Gene by Hideo Kojima. Christian Spicer, what about you? What's your parting gift? Narcos Mexico Season 3, which is the newest. It is a continuation of Narcos, um, Narcos Mexico. Um, you don't need to have watched the, I think it's three is Narcos as well. It's about the Colombian drug trade, uh, fictional portrayals of real life events. Um, Narcos Mexico. This is the last season. They've said that they're not doing more after this. And I guess basically I just want to watch Scoot McNeary all the time. Um, cause he plays the DEA agent in Narcos Mexico. I think he's in season two introduced in season two and he's season three i don't know if he's in, i forget if he's in season one he of course is in halt and catch fire um but man el chapo and narcos mexico like it's a fantastic show um brutal and tragic because you know based on the real events but like the portrayal of some of these people is just chilling <laughs> um and it's entertaining television. Uh, Narcos Mexico season three is on Netflix. Very cool. I have another podcast to recommend. Uh, Ooh, we're the only one. <laughs> it, is, only uh, one. <laughs> it is new to me. It's been around a little while. And I, I've been powering through it. Uh, just, just think it is so fun and interesting. It's called Dead Eyes. And it is a podcast in the vein of Serial or another true crime podcast. Except instead of a crime, it's about this actor who got fired from a TV show by Tom Hanks because yes. Tom Hanks thought he had dead eyes. No, yes. Love um, it. Brilliant. That sounds incredible. Uh, a brilliant show. No, it's, it's Connor. Connor. Yep. Um, yeah. Connor Ratliff. Exactly. Yes. He's in the George Lucas talk show, the podcast. He's and he does a whole Twitter thread about it. Yes, I haven't listened to it, but he. Oh, you got to listen to it, Christian. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I love Connor. He's he's the best. He's so funny. so funny. He's a like a um, upright citizen. I didn't know he did a guy. podcast about it because I see his yeah. tweets and he's like, "Really? These are dead eyes to you?" And I'll like show pictures of other yeah. things he's been in. Oh my god! But it's, it's he does it like serial, where it's like we're going to get to the bottom of this, and he interviews That's people, great. and it's so That's good. Great. Called Dead I didn't Eyes. know it was a podcast. I love Connor. That's yeah. so funny. You, you're going to love okay. it, Christian. I've, I've been listening to it nonstop. It's it's hilarious and fun. All right. We okay. also got a listener-suggested parting gift. This was sent to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. It comes from Jeff, although he writes it G-off. But, you know, I, I'll accept it. It's it's He's still in the Jeff Brotherhood. Jeff writes, uh, Hey, guys, I have a slightly different parting gift suggestion. Most people are unaware that November is 22Q Awareness Month. This is the most common genetic disorder no one has heard of. My son Nate was diagnosed at a young age, and he has 27 of the 200 possible impacts. Oftentimes, it goes undiagnosed for many years due to the large number of possible symptoms. The 22Q Family Foundation is a great place to learn about 22Q and spread some awareness to help families identify 22Q early and get support. 
Side note, thanks, Christian and Jeff, for being such a constant and positive presence. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, and thank you for that awareness. It is not a uh, a condition I know much about. So I'm going to visit the 22Q Family Foundation to learn more. My own daughter has a uh, a very rare genetic condition as well. So I know the uh, the process of going through this, discovering, learning about it, deal with it. It's 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 a life changing uh, experience. And thank you, Jeff, for. Uh, using this show as a way to get the word out. If you have a parting gift, send it to us. TLCfeedback at gmail.com is where you send that. And we appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Mario Rivera and Christian Spicer for, for hanging out with me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star for those cool bumpers. Thanks to our live audience for making the show better in real time. We appreciate you. And thanks to each and every one of you who tune in and listen. We are grateful. We'll be back next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.